Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. This episode of the Art of Manliness podcast is brought to you by The Strenuous Life. The Strenuous Life is an online program that we created to help you put into action all the things we've been writing about in Art of Manliness and talking about on the podcast for the past 10 years. We've done that in a few ways. We've created badges based around 50 different skills. We've also have weekly challenges that are going to put you outside of your comfort zone physically, mentally, and socially. We also have accountability for your physical fitness, a daily good deed to get you thinking outside of yourself. Got enrollment coming up the week of June 15th. So if you'd like to be one of the first to know when enrollment opens up, head over to strenuouslife.c get your name on our waiting list. We'll send you an email and you can also find out more information about the program at strenuouslife.co. This episode of the Art of Manliness podcast is brought to you by Trunk Club. So Trunk Club is the service. You sign up for them. You're assigned a stylist. You tell your stylist your, your clothing sizes and what you need in your clothing wardrobe. And at your request, they'll send you a box full of clothes and everything in that box goes together. The pants go with the shirt. The shirt goes with the jacket. So if you're like me and sometimes you're overwhelmed by whether a shirt goes with a tie when you go shopping, Trunk Club takes the guesswork out of shopping completely for guys. What's great about Trunk Club, it's not a subscription service. You only get a box of clothes when you request one. You only have to pay for the clothes you keep. And then you can send everything back and shipping is completely on Trunk Club's dime, both to you and back to Trunk Club. Um, so it's a fantastic service. I've used them a few times, been very happy with the experience. So I recommend you check them out. If you want to sign up for Trunk Club, go to trunkclub.com slash A-O-M. Brett McKay here, and welcome to another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. Well, I'm a dad. I know a lot of you who are listening are dads, or some of you have the goal of being a father one day. So this podcast is for you guys. One of my favorite things to do as a dad is roughhousing with my son, Gus. He's three years old. We've been roughhousing since he was about a year. Uh, it's just so much fun, you know, just wrestling with him on the ground, throwing him up in the air, doing body slams on the bed, doing baby suplexes. I mean, Gus just gets a kick out of it. It's always fun when I'm like engrossed in work and Gus, Gus comes and pulls on my my arm and said he wants to wrestle with dad. That's how he says it. Anyways, uh, I have a lot of fun. It's just a lot of great memories. But there's actually some benefits that come along with rough housing besides just getting some exercise and having fun with dad. Our guest today actually wrote a book on the topic of roughhousing and the benefits of roughhousing. His name is Dr. Anthony DeBenedet. He's a board-certified physician, and the book that he co-authored is The Art of Roughhousing. And today, we're going to talk about the research that has come out about the benefits of roughhousing and basically how it makes your kid awesome. It makes your, helps your kid become smarter, more ethical, more moral, you name it, and it strengthens the father-child bond. So, you're going to really, if you're a dad, you're going to really enjoy this podcast, so stay tuned. 
Anthony DeBenedet, welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be here, Brett. Thanks for having me. I'm such a fan of The Art of Manliness. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right, so your book is The Art of Roughhousing. What inspired you to write a, a book about roughhousing? Because it seems one of those things that everyone just, I don't know, it's, like, it's kind of a, yeah, it's a childhood rite of passage. Everyone does it. Why did you feel compelled to write a book about it? Right. I was, what got me interested in, in roughhousing was really two things. One was basically, it was a way that I found um, to connect with my daughter when she was two or three. I was kind of on this road to disconnection and kind of dad failure trajectory and play and rough and tumble play in particular really kicked us back onto a better, into a better place. And then also just really the science behind it. I was a, I'm a working parent. So I kind of wanted to find out what would be the best thing for my buck in terms of the small amount of time that I would have with my kids after work. And I found that rough and tumble play really had a lot of great developmental benefits for kids. And there was a lot of cool science behind it. That's what got me interested in doing the book. Great. So, yeah, I want to talk about the the, the science and research because I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by it. But before that, I mean, do you think roughhousing has a PR problem? Because we've written about roughhousing on the site. And, yeah. you know, we've done videos. And every time we do, someone's like, oh, yeah. Everyone says roughhousing is it's, you know, people are trying to outlaw roughhousing. Um, why do you think there's that perception that roughhousing is being banned or looked down upon? I think it boils down to really one big thing, and that's kind of our obsession with safety in our culture. And I don't want to be on too, too much of a soapbox, but I think that there's been a lot of great things regarding child safety in terms of car seats. I mean, those are great, and, and bike helmets are great. But it seems like we've almost gone too far, and we've kind of become more afraid of a, a bruised knee or a, or a hurt feeling than kind of life's real dangers. And so I think that, that when people start thinking about roughhousing, they think about, oh, that's going to be dangerous. And, and actually, it's, it's not, that's not really what the research shows from a pure physical injury standpoint. We don't see a lot of injuries from healthy roughhousing. And... It actually is very safe if, if you have kind of some basic knowledge and basic principles that are guiding you during the playtime. Interesting. Yeah, it was funny. I when I, I did a you know we did a post about roughhousing, and I this my my son was like eighteen months old at the time, and I just posted yeah. a little iPhone video of me roughhousing. You know, nothing like and I wasn't right. like I was being very gentle. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was having fun. He was laughing. And then someone on Facebook said they're going to report me to Facebook that I was <laughs> abusing my child. I, mean, I was just like, wait, what? Yeah. And it's funny that the whole, you know, the right. where there's there is sort of it seems there is sort of a reaction to the overreaction with safety because you know recently we had this article in the Atlantic Monthly about are we coddling our kids too much or was something wrong with helicopter parenting? Um, right. And there's all this research saying that yeah, we're actually hurting our kids by trying to protect them too much. Right, that's exactly right. It's that and roughhousing fits kind of right into that paradigm, uh, and in, 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 in a lot of ways, kind of the roots of that paradigm. And that, you know, we we think that that we can't be playfully physical with kids. That that's wrong, or that that's not our role as parents, and that we should be, you know, providing structure and being disciplinarians and all of that kind of stuff. And and really, 
you know, the essence of their world is a playful world. I mean, that is their language. And when we roll up our sleeves and get down and wrestle or fall over and giggle with them and do those kinds of kind of activity, you know, horseplay kind of thing, that that's, that's really where we're starting to really connect with them. We're okay. speaking their language. Yeah. So let's get into the research, because this is the thing that fascinated yeah. me the most about your book. I mean, there's actually science that says, yeah, you should roughhouse, you know, you should right. get, like, give your baby a, a baby suplex, basically. Right. So what, what does the science say about uh, roughhousing? Yeah, the, the science is what, what grabbed me, too, um, as, kind of a, as kind of a trained scientist. And, and, you know, it really is three, there's three things that I tell folks that three big benefits that kids get when, when mom or dad actually roughhouse with them. And that three things are intelligence, creativity, and connection. Those three things. And, and intelligence is, was really fascinating to me because, you know, there's a lot of ways, to, first of all, there's a lot of ways to think about intelligence. But, you know, from a purely IQ standpoint, when we think about brain development in kids, the biggest the biggest years of brain development are ages essentially from uh, age one through eight, essentially. Uh, that's when a lot of neural connections are happening. And roughhousing causes something called simultaneous activation of the brain. And that really is the essence of brain development. That means that multiple parts of a child's brain are being stimulated all at once. So their cortex is firing, their amygdala is firing, their cerebellum, so all these parts of the brain are firing, and that is what's causing kind of neural connections to develop. And that's really the essence of brain development. The only analogy I can give to in the, in the adult world is if you were running a marathon and you were at the same time getting a hug and reading a book all <laughs> at the same time. That's kind of the analogy in the adult world, but that's really what roughhousing is doing for kids' brains. And that's you know, if you just talk about book smarts or kind of pure memory, you know, your ability to memorize, which is basically, you know, the foundation of what, what people say book smarts, that's what it's doing. It's, it's creating the, the simultaneous activation. But even more so than that, going to some of the other benefits, or actually real quick on, on intelligence, because my favorite is emotional intelligence. And roughhousing does a great job of, of imparting emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence concepts into children. And the basic gist of that is that emotional intelligence comes down to two things. One is understanding your own own emotion. And then the second thing is, is kind of a little bit more sci-fi, and that's being able to sense the emotions of others without really even talking to them. And roughhousing does a great job of teaching kids how to do that, because basically when you have a roughhousing play period, you have a rev-up time where kids start feeling really, really high energy really, really quick. And then there's a wind-down period where they start to understand what it feels like to have low energy, low emotion. And that, that basically, that arc of winding up and revving and or winding up and winding down is basically the essence of understanding your own emotions. And kind of getting that kind of barometer or dimmer switch instilled in the kids at an early age is really the essence of emotional intelligence. The second piece, you know, understanding other people or being able to sense other people's emotions is basically, it, roughhousing is great for that because it's a lot of nonverbal body language kind of stuff. It's eye contact, it's body language. And so as you begin to sense the emotions of dad or, uh, or mom, 
then you kind of transcend that that ability out into the real world and then being able to sense other people's emotions. The other two big benefits, creativity. Creativity is pretty easy. Roughhousing and, and wild and kind of horseplay is all about creative problems. So, you know, kids love sharks and glaciers and volcanoes and things that explode. And so as you're kind of on the ground with them and throwing around pillows or jumping from cushion or mattress to mattress, you can inject creative problems into the play trying. Like, how, you know, how do we get away from these sharks? They're going to attack our island. What do we do? And kids will come up with, with amazing, creative, imaginative solutions. And that kind of starts the wheels turning in terms of, and the research shows this, in terms of developing divergent thinkers. And that's what we want kids to be, and we want them to be, you know, everybody to be divergent thinkers. And that's, you know, the idea that there's more than one solution to a problem. That's really the essence creativity. It's not so much like, can you play music or a musical instrument or can you create a painting? It's really, can you solve problems in different ways? And then the final one is connection, which gets me really excited. And that's, um, I think that, you know, when, when you ask parents, you know, what do you really want for your kids? Well, everybody says, you know, we want them to be happy. And then the second thing I think is that we want some connection with them so that when they get older, they might ask us for some advice in some context or they might want us to be a part of their lives in some way. And I think building that connection through roughhousing at a young age is really amazing. And how does it do that going back to the brain? It actually, so roughhousing releases oxytocin, which is the cuddle chemical, which has been in the news and the media quite a bit over the past five to ten years, a lot of research being done. Oxytocin is, the, is basically the biological basis of empathy. It essentially tells somebody that we're really there with them. It's released with them like a genuine hug or a handshake or a fist bump, but it's also released during roughhousing. So kids basically, and adults too, kind of develop that biological connection early in that kind of playtime. Sorry, that was a long answer. No, no, it's a, <laughs> I love it because this, this it's like fascinating stuff. So intelligence, creativity, connection. Um, yeah. I can say from my own experience, like with my son, I've definitely seen that, um, especially the, the emotional part because uh, – you know, sometimes, like you know, when you roughhouse, there are some shots below the belt, or you know, you get a knee right. in the nose, and like it hurts, and you're like, oh. And it's interesting to see, see my son come up to me. You know, really, you know, when he's like, wedding season is coming up, and if you are preparing for the big day, I know wedding planning can be really intimidating, but finding the perfect suit shouldn't be. Indochino makes it easy to get a fully customizable suit right from your home. Don't just wear any suit on your big day. Wear a custom made-to-measure suit. Suits start at just $499, which is about the same price you'd pay for an off-the-rack suit at a department store. And they've also got custom made-to-measure shirts starting at just $89. So I've talked about my Indochino suit on the podcast before. They've been a longtime podcast sponsor. It's navy blue. The measuring process was super easy. They got these video guides you follow. You'll need another set of hands to help you out with that. But the really fun part is customizing it. Got to customize how I wanted the lapels on the jacket, the pockets, the lining. I went no pleats on the pants on this suit. A lot of fun. And then in a few weeks, you have a made-to-measure custom suit sent directly to your door. When planning your wedding, get a suit as unique as you with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code MANLINESS to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code MANLINESS. All right, if you have a family, then you need to get term life insurance to protect them. It's one of the smartest financial decisions you can make, and the start of the new year is the perfect time to get it done so you can focus on whatever else the year has in store for you. 
Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Fabric has flexible policies that fit your family and your budget with quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. There's no risk to apply. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can cancel at any time. I remember when I was a new dad, I had a lot of thoughts going through my head. One of them was, how can I take care of my family when I'm gone, if something happens to me? Well, it's one of the first things I did. I got term life insurance, one of the best decisions I made. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash manliness. That's meetfabric.com slash manliness. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash manliness. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Daylight saving time is starting up again. The goal of this is to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting our clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There is only one way to do that. ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com manliness. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to help you find qualified candidates. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you can reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Picture that thing you've always wanted to learn. All right, you got that in your head? Now picture learning it from the person who's literally the best at it in the world. That's what you get with Masterclass. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors, and many of these instructors are former AOM podcast guests. You can learn negotiation from Chris Voss, leadership skills from Jocko Willink, how to master your habits with James Clear. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. So recently, I went through the Masterclass on negotiation with Chris Voss. A lot of useful information in there. Talked about the value of knowing a negotiation, how to use your body language and speech patterns to get your best out of a negotiation. Very well done. I really enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. Right now, listeners of our podcast can get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash AOM. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash AOM. Masterclass.com slash AOM. Check out the masterclass on negotiation with Chris Voss. One and a half, two, and say, oh, daddy hurt, and daddy okay. Right, he'll attend to that. He'll yeah. attend to that, right. And, and they that's because a lot of those chemicals are, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he like, says, I'm sorry. And, yeah. and that's another thing, too, yeah. is like he's learned sort of like boundaries, right? Like he doesn't, he knows like right. what's, you know, he can't go too far with rest housing because then it becomes sort of malicious. Right. You know, he's learned to restrain himself a bit when we rough house. He doesn't like you know, stomp on my face, basically. He he knows that's exactly. wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, exactly. So maybe that'll pay off later in the future when he's an adult and he'll you know, be ethical. 
Okay, so we're going to take a quick break for your word from our sponsors. Huckberry is my favorite place to shop online because they have everything a guy needs or wants. For everything from clothing, stuff for your everyday carry, like pocket knives, even little totems, little things you can carry around, camping equipment, things to furnish your home with. Pretty much all the clothes I own are from Huckberry. They own a brand called Flint and Tinder. They make everything from underwear, jeans, t-shirts, hoodies. They got a wax trucker jacket. You name it, they've got it. I love it because it just it's classic, down-to-earth, rugged, and it's all made in the USA. Everyday carry, pocket knives. My favorite pocket knife is from Huckberry. It's this one from a company based out of New Mexico. They have a dinosaur bone put into the handle. It's pretty cool. And the blade's really nice. So if you want to see some of the things I've gotten from Huckberry over the years, go to aom.is slash aomhuck. See some of my favorite things. And if it's your first time purchasing, use code ART15 at checkout to save 15% on your first purchase. So again, check out aom.is slash aomhuck. That's A-O-M-H-U-C-K. And if it's your first time purchasing, use code ART15 at checkout to save 15% off on your first purchase. And now back to the show. But you, you started, you, you mentioned at the beginning that the reason you got interested in roughhousing because you, you have a daughter. Um, and I thought you know, we typically associate roughhousing like something boys do with dads, but you make an argument that girls should roughhouse too. Are there any unique benefits right. that the research has found that, you know, if dads roughhouse with their daughters, that will, you know, help them in some way that's different from boys? Yeah, there definitely are. So real quick on the boys piece and, and kind of, a, so roughhousing is really when I try to tell folks, it's really for everyone. So it's for both boys and girls and moms and dads. Um, there's no real gender bias. Mm-hmm. I think that dads and boys it may come a little bit more naturally. And that's okay. And just like for moms and girls, nurturing might come a little bit more naturally. But I think for boys, at least, roughhousing, um, you know, boys, the most important thing for boys, I have three girls. So um, I, you know, at least from what I've heard and, and what I've, you know, as a, as a man and what I believe is that the most important thing for boys to learn before they leave the house is actually that there's more to there's more to physical contact than sex and violence, and that's you know if you can get that lesson in as a parent, you're really doing ninety percent of what will really be successful skills for your for your son. And roughhousing does a great job of that, obviously, because you're showing that there's playfulness to physical contact. For girls, the most important thing I think that they can learn before they leave the house is to find their voice. And, and that's, you know, that's one of the most powerful things in the world is a, is a, is a, a woman's voice. And, and roughhousing is a great job of that a lot in a lot of ways of what you were talking about with your son is that when something doesn't feel right or doesn't go right, or something is hurt or somebody gets hurt, that there's a lot of, there's a speaking up. There's a hold the action kind of time period where, where girls start to really find that voice and say what they didn't like about the playtime or what they did like about it. And even taking that a step further, when they get a little bit older, so, you know, after age eight and, and kind of preteen years, there's not so much of the improvisational roughhousing or wrestling that goes on when they're younger, but it can become much more about physical challenges. So, for instance, doing a run together or balancing on, you know, seeing how far you can balance, you know, how long you can balance, I mean, how, long, how, how high you can jump off the surface. And that also is all about using your voice and, and talking about what your abilities are. Um, so I think that that's a unique benefit that, that girls get pretty quickly. Boys are usually pretty good about kind of yelling and talking about what they want to say and doing what they, but that voice kind of comes quickly, but they need to you know, learn that physical contact piece. And girls, a little slower to warm up, but roughhousing helps a lot in that way. 
I think it, I read this in your book, if I remember correctly, that they've done studies where they found that girls that roughhoused with their fathers like tend to not be the queen bee, you know, that whenever they get to become preteens. Was that you or is it might have been somewhere? Right. Yeah, which I think is great. I mean, no yeah. one wants their daughter to be that the mean girl, right? Right. So uh, exactly. And that, that goes back to that. I didn't actually talk about this, but real quickly, the social intelligence aspect is another kind of intelligence that roughhousing brings. And that's the idea of knowing when to be a leader and when to be a follower. Mm. Um, I think that that's, you know, in our, in our country, we talk a lot about leadership. And if equal value is followership, um, we all have skills that can be um, imparted on others and imparted on our world as a whole. Um, and that kind of is, you know, that, that's that leadership piece of knowing when to do that. But we also have, we also need to be able to know when to be followers for the benefit of the team and the benefit of the, the collective. Yeah. And yeah, related to that too. I mean, yeah, it does teach that social intelligence and it, I think also for me and my son, like, you know, I'm definitely bigger and stronger than my son, yeah. but you know, sometimes I let him just take control and just like pound me. Right. And just do whatever. That's key. Yeah. <laughs> that's key. And, no, it's totally. That's the social intelligence. Yeah, and ho- hopefully I'm imparting that, you know, even though you're strong and bigger than the other guy, you know, sometimes you got to take turns in roles, right? And like, let that's your, right. yeah. Fascinating. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, so like roughhousing, like it makes your kid awesome, basically. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, exactly. you know, I, I tell folks when I talk to parenting groups and stuff that, you know, any, anybody who comes on and says that there is a, there is a magic bullet to parenting. You should probably turn the, you know, turn the station or walk out. And I think what I'm trying to say to folks is that this was a tool, at least for me, that's helped a lot, among other tools, of course, as a parent. And that, you know, you know your kid best. And that it's not, you know, if you hear this, this podcast, you're like, okay, I'm going to go home and just start throwing my kid around. <laughs> you know, that might not be exactly what to do. It might be just getting down on the floor with them or, you know, just, pushing on hands on each other a little bit and not necessarily revving it up immediately. Um, but it, it's been a good resource for me in, in kind of my toolbox of being a dad um, to draw, you know, to draw upon it. And one that's, that's definitely, there's some science behind it for sure. Okay. So we've talked about the benefits for children. Are there, is there any research about the benefits for parents? Yeah, it's interesting. The, the parent, the parent research um, is there's a lot of stuff on, um, not necessarily roughhousing proper, but of course physical activity. And it's, but it's it's actually physical activity that involves other people. Um, so so there is some translation there. And mainly, what I would say to that is that there's probably a cognitive benefit to playing in this way with your kids, uh, a cognitive in terms of kind of brain health. Uh, so not only does it help stimulate, you know, simultaneous activation helps kids' brains, it probably helps adults' brains as well the research isn't as strong. And then also, I think, just the connection piece. And, and I think that that's the other big, the big benefit. You know, oxytocin not only helps with connection, it, helps, it actually helps counteract the stress response. So if you're really, you know, if, you've got, if you're feeling your stress level as a parent is really high, which a lot of ours is, including mine, that roughhousing, the release of oxytocin actually helps counteract cortisol. That's the other big kind of benefit. Um in that sense, so. Very good. So if you had a bad day at work, play with, <laughs> play, right. with your, play with your kids. That's right. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I love how roughhousing roughhousing is the answer to everything. I'm just, I'm joking. <laughs> it seems like that though. It's great. Um, so how soon 
can you start roughhousing with your, I mean, is there like guidelines that just sort of like when you think your kid is ready for it or is there a time when you, I mean, right. definitely don't want to start roughhousing as soon as they're out of the womb. Uh, right. That yeah, wouldn't be good, question. but like, you know, yeah, is there any guidelines on when you, when yeah. you can start kind of doing a little bit of rough and tumble play? Yeah, it's a great question. What I, um, I think the best guideline is, is that usually over there, there's some gentle things that you can do even at six months of age. Um, and that just involves gentle nudging, rolling them around the carpet, um, basically lifting them up in the air. Uh, but the key on that is, is really, it comes down again, back to the knowledge is what equals safety, not prohibition, uh, is basically is related to their neck development, their mm-hmm. muscle, their muscles in their neck. Um, that's, it may seem pretty obvious, but it's basically, you know, once, once kids can hold their necks upright on their own. That's usually a good sign that you can kind of start um, being a little more physical with them. When they aren't, when their necks are not, uh, uh, when they're not able to support their necks on their own, that's when you just want to keep it the gentle nudging and rolling around on the floor. In general, most the peak age for roughhousing is ages two to eight. Um, after eight, uh, it becomes more of that physical challenge kind of stuff and less wrestling, pillow fights, and that, that kind of improvisational stuff. It's much more structured. Than that. I used to jump off the roof with my dad when I was <laughs> <laughs> so, and learning how to land safely and doing that kind of stuff. So. That's awesome. That, I mean, yeah, if you, if you did that today, like the neighbors would be calling <laughs> DHS. There's a dad jumping off the roof with his three-year-old. Well, I mean, speaking of, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's some dads out there who are listening and, you know, maybe roughhousing doesn't come naturally to them. Like they're just, they didn't do it when they were a kid or whatever. And like, they're not sure like how right. to go about doing it. Um, any guidelines on getting started with roughhousing? Yeah, I, w- I would say two things. One is uh, fall over. <laughs> <laughs> just start falling over randomly. Uh, kids will love that. They'll jump on you. Uh, you don't have to do anything other than just, you know, fake a uh, feign a trip or a fall and then just fall on the ground in agony and the kids will laugh and then they'll jump on you and you can kind of roll around to start there. The other thing though I would say is that um, follow the giggles. What I mean by that is that it's the, the joke or the playtime or the, the, the rowdiness will get old for you before, long before usually it gets old for you for your kids um, or child. And what that means is that just keep doing it. So fall over again um, or, you know, uh, throw them up in the air again or have them climb on your back again and run around the house again. If they're liking it and they're giggling, um, just keep doing it, even if it feels like it's getting old. And you also have in your book, like examples, like kind of suggestions for like roughhousing moves, right? Yeah. Yeah, so check that out. Yeah, the book, Some great stuff. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. the book has a lot of activities. I think there's, there's over 100 activities and a lot of different tips um, to think about and to, and to have fun with. Yeah, my, my son's favorite is baby suplex. Uh, nice. I just basically like just take him, kind of throw him over my, not throw him over my shoulder. I don't know, it's basically like a WrestleMania yeah. suplex. Um, wrestle. He just like wants to wrestle and... Um, then the other ones where I just, he, call, it. he calls it scoop a bed and we just like, it's like when we throw them on our bed and yep. that's that. I mean, it's yep. really simple stuff. We call it, yeah. It's really, yeah, we call it big, the same move, we call it big drop in my big house. Big drop. 
basically lift kids up. And so, you know, they're kind of in, they're lying on their backs and lift them up and then just drop them right in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, Anthony, where can people find out more about your work on roughhousing? Yeah. So the, um, the, there's a website, theartofroughhousing.com, although I would say that the Facebook page, for the, which is also The Art of Roughhousing, is updated a little bit more regularly um, than the website. And then my Twitter handle is Rowdy Dad, and they, anybody can contact me directly through Twitter. Fantastic. Well, Anthony Benedet, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Oh, Brad, thanks for having me, and, and I love your work, and keep it up. Thank, awesome. thank you very much. Our guest today was Dr. Anthony Benedet. His book is The Art of Roughhousing, and you can find that on, on Amazon.com. You can find out more information about his book at theartofroughhousing.com. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. For more manly tips and advice, make sure to check out the Art of Manliness website at artofmanliness.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you would go onto iTunes or to Stitcher or whatever you use to listen to the podcast and give us a review. That will help us and help spread the word about the podcast. So until next time, this is Brett McKay telling you to stay manly. Manly.